0: Welcome to the How to Code Well podcast, a show all about web development and programming. My name is Peter Fisher. I am a freelance web and mobile applications developer. Hello coders and welcome to another how to code well podcast. For those watching on the YouTube channel, you'll see that I'm on my own. I'm on my Todd. There is no guest here. This is done on purpose because I think what I would like to do is from a couple of times a year, maybe every quarter is have a video, uh, a podcast where it's just me. I'm talking about the podcast. I'm talking about what's happening with the podcast, with how to code well, and also discussing a single topic that I want to talk about. Um, And this topic we're gonna be talking about today is adaptability, having that adaptability skill in your career in web development. So before I get into any of that, let's talk about the podcast. So the podcast is doing super, super well. Um, It's doing far better than I had ever anticipated ever expected. Um, this is in its first year. So the podcast came out last November. That was when I first created it. Um, so we had November and December. And I termed that as season one. And then this year in 2019, this is season two. So we are we've just come out of September. It is now October. So this is the first year um, of the podcast really. Um, and it's doing really well. We've met, we've we've reached more countries than we haven't reached and there are tens of thousands of people listening to the podcast which i am so happy about it's so cool um especially for something that is in i just do in my spare time i say spare time i make it sound like i've got a lot of spare time i don't but this is what i do in the spare time um and it's awesome to have this sort of reach uh, and audience. And it's so great to be able to talk to all of the guests that I've had on the show. And I'll be talking about the schedule, who's coming up in the show, um, what we're going to do at the end of the year and so forth uh, later on. So just a massive thank you to everybody who's who's listened, who's watched, who's subscribed, who's contributed to the show. That's It's awesome to have you on. Um, let's talk about adaptability. So adaptability. We can break the word up into two sections. So it's the ability to adapt. <laughs> so this kind of means that um, you know throughout life, throughout life, things happen, things change, things you know, we have to cope with various things that happen in life that perhaps weren't expected, or perhaps we have been told various things that are going to happen in the future or in the near future. And we therefore have the ability or the time to then adapt to that change, to plan for that change. Sometimes things just happen and we have to adapt and react extremely quickly So I'm going to be talking about this in the context of web development, Um, but let me just talk about something that I'm going to have to adapt to and change, and this will affect the podcast, and it's happening very quickly, uh, very soon, I should say. So this weekend is the final weekend where um, I will not be aware of what it's like Uh, owning a dog. So next weekend, we're actually picking up Murphy pup. Murphy is an English Springer Spaniel. Um, He's so cute. Uh, He'll, he'll be, uh, you know, a handful of weeks old, well, eight, eight weeks old. And um, he's a bundle of joy. Now, I don't, I've never owned a dog before, um, I, I, I've been around people with dogs. My wife's had dogs in her life, she knows what to expect um, to a degree, but I don't have that sort of, I've never, been, I've never needed to walk the dog, I've never needed to uh, look after another creature apart from my cats. And we were discussing this the other evening and we both can't remember what it was like before we had cats. Right. So we've had cats, we've had flick and pixels for such a long time uh, that that becomes the new normal. Um, so when, when the cats get poorly, we take them to the vet. When the cats need food, we feed them obviously and so forth. But cats are very sort of hands off in, in that regard. Usually they just go around and sleep in random rooms, perhaps even in, in the office here with dogs, it's slightly different because you, you know, there is more, I'm not, I don't want to say that they're more high maintenance, but there's certainly more that you have to do to, uh, train a dog, especially a puppy, um, you know, to, house train a dog, to train the dog socially with other dogs and all of that stuff. Cats just get on with it. Dogs, you kind of need to have a a, a certain degree of input and, and, and stuff when you're bringing up a dog. Now, this is not any other dog. This is a English Springer Spaniel, which means that there's going to be a, a great deal of activity that is needed. So we are both aware that we are need, going to need to change our lifestyles to adapt to this change. Um, we don't know by what degree we need to do that, but we are aware of it. We've made provisions for things like, um, you know, buying toys and you know buying dog beds and and f- f- extra food and all of this stuff so we we're prepared in that sense in the supply sense but we're not and the resource sense but we're not prepared perhaps in the uh n- knowing what we need to do you know on a daily basis because we both haven't been in that situation um so that's an example of where one needs to adapt quickly, uh, but has the opportunity to sort of, you know, prepare for it. So we've, you know, we, we um, found Murphy when he was a couple of weeks old and we've been interacting with the breeders for uh, a very long time, you know, during, and we've seen Murphy uh, uh, a good few times during that, uh, which is great. And we've been able to purchase various things that we need in the house um, for the dog to be here. So there's those things that you we've done in order to become adaptable. I will bring him on uh, when we do get him and I'll introduce everybody to Murphy but let's talk about this from the career sense adaptability. Um, so there's a couple, you know, there's a lot of things that happen in a career and one needs to adapt to it. Um, Let's say, for example, let's talk about some of the negative things that could happen. So let's say, for example, you get made redundant. Let's say, for example, the company goes bust. Let's say, for example, uh, something happens that, um, you know, suddenly a project goes wrong or something like that. And you have to jump onto it. So. These things can just come out of the blue. These are things that you're out of control of, right? So the best thing to do in that circumstance, in my opinion, is to seize control. Um, So try not to see these negative things as a a real negative. Try and see them as much as you can as a positive in the sense that it's an opportunity you know, your, let's say the real worst one is that you lose the job for some apparent reason, perhaps there's a problem with, you know, the company's gone under or something you, you know, it's going to be really difficult. It's going to be really hard, but eventually this will become an opportunity to do something different, to change what you're doing or to work for someone else because you know, eventually you'll get another job. So it's the journey that, that takes that you can prepare for, it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very stressful. Um, the other ones are like, like let's say there's a, a, a massive bug in the system that everybody has to suddenly react to. That's a very spontaneous thing. Um, so that's very different. Um, but it's you have to change your mind space. You have to go, right, I was working on this, but suddenly the alarm bells have gone off and everybody's been told that they need to work on this. This means that I need to shift my thinking. Um, and this can be quite tri- tricky and troublesome for um, some developers because we get into this zone and this zone is very sort of good when we're in it. Coming out of it and then trying to get back into it again is quite difficult. Um, and trying to change uh, logical thinking can be quite challenging as well. Um, But these are things that happen as developers and we have to cope with these things. They are sort of non-technical things that we have to adapt to. There are obviously uh, technical things that one needs to adapt to as well. So let's say, for example, um, you learnt PHP and you are now trying to learn a framework around PHP. You are therefore trying to adapt your thinking and you're learning to a framework, and you are learning that framework. You've learnt the actual underground, the the underlying language, which is fantastic. Now you're working through a, an actual framework, um, and you you have to take the. You have to think. Well, you know, the more I learn on that, the less I'm going to be learning on this. Um, and you you mould yourself to be the particular developer that you want to be. Um, this has happened to me a long, a lot of times throughout my career, uh, I, and I've accidentally fallen into this full stack developer role where I've been asked to do various things in my career and I've just done them. I've just learned how to do them. Um, and I've adapted to that and therefore you could class me as not a master of one, but a, 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 a of many in the, in that sense, I was having a conversation with um, a recruitment agent the other day, and we were talking about the skills that um, I had. And there was a, you know, we, we went through a long list of skills, a very broad list. And sometimes developers would like to rein that in and go, well, actually, I want to be focusing just on these particular skill sets, um, rather than have some knowledge in, in lots of different things, but not have a, a refined knowledge in one. Also in a developer's career, a developer could change from being a coder to a manager. So there's an awful lot of things that one needs to adapt and change to as well. There's a lot of sacrifice that has to go into that as well, because you're doing less coding and more managing. Um, and, you know, we've talked to people on the podcast who have, who have done that. And that's been really interesting to hear how they've dealt with that, um, because it's, it's a case of changing the, the, the scope of the problem okay, you're solving a different problem and or you're solving the same problem, but in a different way. Um, so that's really interesting. Do check out Jeremy Onion's podcasts interviews on that because um, he, he's he's a technical director and he used to be a coder. We used to work together uh, at Fast Hosts. So he's gone through several changes and, adaptabil- and adapted to various different circumstances. Of course, that also includes him traveling and, and all of that stuff. So I just want to go through this article, um, on cleverism.com. It's about, uh, adaptability and the importance of adaptability. Um, I guess one thing, uh, before I go through this is that you, you shouldn't ever go and think, well, this is what I'm doing now for the rest of my life. You know, I'm just a PHP developer and that's it. Um, I'll never look at any framework. I'll never look at any JavaScript. I'll never look at any HTML. I'm just a PHP developer. I really don't think that that is a good mindset to have. Um, I think that you have to be flexible to a degree. I think that when you're working in web development, you need to be aware at you know, you need to have some form of awareness of these technologies, other technologies that PHP can use and utilize. And at at the end of the day, PHP is used on web servers. So you need to have some sort of um, awareness of what that web server can do and, and, and all of that good stuff. This article is pretty interesting. It's all about how to improve um the skills of being adaptable so for example observing and monitoring changes in your environment so being aware of what might happen and being ad- and adapting for that i'm always trying to find various different plans so for example if i was to go through uh, if if i if i was to change my career i would want to have a plan b if i wanted to buy a, a sofa I would want to have a plan B. I would want to have three quotes at the very least when I'm getting my fence fixed. You know, you need to be aware of the other opportunities. You need to observe and monitor also the changes in your environment. Um, and these things, they, they can be quite subtle. They could be quite subtle changes. Um, and you need to react to these as well. You need to put things in place, like I've mentioned with the planning. Um, and you also need to be willing to learn. So observing your environment isn't enough. You also need to learn how the environment changes and the mechanics and the players behind that. So you need to be observant of, maybe you're working in a, in an, a company and people are moving different into different departments. You need to be aware of this. Is that an opportunity for you Is this going to impact what you're currently working on? That kind of thing. Um, There's also a point here about avoiding procrastination. Um, So this is something that I'm struggling with because usually what happens when I'm, I've got lots and lots to do, which I always have. um, I find myself doing something that is completely unrelated to all the things that I need to do. Sometimes I'll just go through um, and I'll just tidy something up. I'll just randomly go into a room in my house and I'll just tidy the room up. Um, Usually I'm thinking and processing a problem or a bug or something whilst I'm doing that, which is fine, but I'm not actually actively working on the thing that I should be working on. Um, Try and avoid procrastination. Try and avoid the lunch breaks where suddenly the lunch breaks has an extra half an hour on and you're just downstairs watching TV or playing on whatever, or talking on Twitter. Twitter is a really bad one for procrastination. Um, sometimes I'll make a cup of tea and instead of going, coming back up the stairs, I'm actually still down there holding my tea and it's half drank and I'm on Twitter and I'm sending tweets to people, (laughs) which is not great. and also acknowledge the fact that changes are bound to occur. So changes are always going to happen in life. Um, you know, it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly reasonable to stay in the same company for years and years and years. But you need to be aware that your comfort blanket might be pulled away from you. And it'll be, and when it does, it'll be pulled away from you. Or if it does, it'll be pulled away from you by an external source and you you probably won't see it coming. So you want to be, you want to have that ability of, of acceptance. You're accepting the fact that change will happen. You're accepting the fact that you will need to alter your course and change, go down a different fork in the road. Um, so something from my personal life. I've, I have recently finished a, a very large contract, um, which means that I have space to do other pieces of work. Um, so I have been talking to recruitment agents. I've been talking to my existing client base. I've been talking to various different people. Um, and none of those things that I've done are the same as what I've done for the last few years with this, uh, this, 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 this other contract that I was working on. So I have to accept the fact that whatever I do in the next few years, isn't going to be the same as what I do or have done uh, in the past. And this is, this is a real important thing. I think of life and as developers, especially if you're a contractor, Um, because things happen really quickly. You know, I I was on a phone call the other day and they were like, right, you know, um if this happens, the interview will happen um this afternoon or tomorrow and then, you know, the next day if you get past that interview, there is a Skype call and then boom, you're straight working there and you have to travel and do all of this jazz and stuff. So it's it's very immediate, right? It's very quick. It's very snappy to do. Um and you have to accept that. So when that happens, you have to put things in place like, you know, travel and transport. You have to put things in place like, you know, costings and, and fees. You have to talk about, you have to do negotiation. Um, You have to set up your CV and all of this stuff. Um, And it's, Those things are in your control. They are in your control. And you want to try and have as much things in your control as possible. Um, Because I find that the things, the more you have outside of your control, the more external sources, uh, things that are controlling the changes that are being made, the less the more anxious I'll become, the more sort of like, because I'm not planning this, I'm not in control. It makes me sound like I'm a bit of a control freak, but you know, I like to know that if this fails, then this can happen, or I can just put that in place. Um, Like let's say, for example, when I was moving house, when we moved to Gloucester originally, um, I called this project Switch, Switch Shire because we were moving from Wilkeshire to Gloucestershire. And I had a series of houses that I was looking at a series of places that we were renting at the time. Um, and it was a case of, you know, if this went, fell through, we would then just do this and I would have the phone numbers. I would have the addresses ready and, and, and going through. And it was almost like a, a factory, you know, I got a little bit disconnected emotionally from the whole process. And I was looking at it from a flow diagram perspective, I suppose. Um, and, um, which is a good thing in some ways and a bad thing in others, because obviously you need to be attached to the house that you, you uh, end up in. I was only renting at that time. So it wasn't like, you know, the house that we're in now. Um, but it's, it, you had to do it. We would, we had to do it in a rapid sort of succession. It was like, right, we moved to Gloucester because we are moving I'm moving careers, or I'm changing my career. I'm changing my job. I need to work in Gloucester. We were originally in Wiltshire, so it was like, right, I'm doing this. I need to find a a place to rent, Um, regardless of where it is. It has to happen. So, (laughs) So, it was a case of trying to go through various different sort of logical steps and procedures to come up with that. And lots of the, you know, we had our requirements as you would expect. And the ones that didn't meet the requirement, they were just out of the door. We didn't think of them again. Um, And it was this sort of very quick, almost like a sausage factory type sort of thing. It was like, boom, boom, boom. Um, And then before we knew it, we landed in, in Gloucester and, uh, we had to start work very quickly. Um, and then we had to adapt to that particular environment, uh, pretty quickly as well. Um, and then we found our feet and we moved here. And that's kind of the story. Uh, but that, that, that's the whole sort of being adapting in, in life and in general. And with web development, I think that, you know, when we get, bugs and we get problems and we get challenges and we get career difficulties, we have to adapt to those as well. Um, and also we need to be empathetic to other people who are adapting to the environment as well. Um, so for example, going from a degree or going from college or going from a boot camp to going into your full-time a career, your first ever development job, that is a huge step, a ginormous step to take and one that you have to quickly adapt to, um, and progress. And then moving from junior to sort of mid to intermediate to senior or whatever the titles are these days. Um, you know, that there's a, there's a, there's different responsibilities that one has. There's different things that one, um, needs to be aware of and cope with. A lot of these things will come automatically, right? Because you suddenly get used to the, to the environment that you're working in. Um, You get used to where the office is. You get used to the people that you meet on a daily basis. You get used to the different types of meetings and all of this stuff. And then you, you know, you might at some point be hosting those meetings, holding those meetings, the meetings that you weren't really aware of when you were doing a boot camp before you were actually in in the uh, industry so you know a lot of things you can do very sort of automatically over a period of time i think though it's when things have to happen rapidly and i think that it's when um the control is outside of your scope um that is when the pressure gets put on and i think that at those times it's a case of you know, trying to, trying to take as much control as you can and planning as much as you can. I would personally be, um, be more surprised than disappointed. So let's say, for example, I put all of my eggs in one basket. I would be very disappointed if that basket fell apart, right? What you want to do is try and spread and diversify. You want to try and put, have different plans in place. If this doesn't work out, you do this. If that doesn't work out, you do that. Um, and that, that kind of thing. But, and also if you can try and sleep on it as well, try it, you know, if you've got the time to think about it then think about it, I think that's good, but don't think about it to the point where you're, you are getting yourself upset about it. You're right. All right. Because there are things, these things come with a time frame. you know, this is going to happen at this time. So you have this period of time to worry about it. Well, don't worry about it this time to prepare and plan. So that's the adaptability stuff. I hope you don't mind that little rant. I want to talk a little bit about the schedule coming up. Um, Cause the, obviously the next week we're going to be going back to our original schedule, our original planned programming. Um, so it, not in any particular order. I'm just going to go through uh, some of the names who are coming on. So we've got uh, Jenna Charlton. Uh, we're going to be talking about software testing. Um, so, uh, she's a software tester speaker, um, an awesome person on Twitter. So we're going to speak, uh, and we're going to do an interview. Um, Jeremy Onion is also coming on. We're going to do a podcast takeover. <laughs> He's interviewing me. <laughs> that's, uh, we did that a few weeks ago. That was very fun. So that's coming on soon. Um, Ted M Young, he is, uh, a, a streamer on Twitch. Uh, he teaches Java and, uh, uh, TDD and all the other good stuff, uh, around Java and spring and stuff. Um, so do check him out on Twitch if you haven't done so already. I used to know Java. I say I used to know I, if I, if someone put Java in front of me, I probably wouldn't know what, what it was. Um, but I used, I was taught that at, at, at uni. Um, so it's a very interesting to l- watch his streams. Um, so yeah. Uh, then we have Matthew Glenn, um, I say them we have, these aren't in any particular order. We're going to be talking about how it's like to get into the web development industry. Um, which is going to be pretty fun. Uh, Adam Culp is coming on again. We're going to be talking about beach, car- uh, beach casts and YouTube um, and, and other bits and pieces as well. So um, if you haven't done so, please check out the previous interview I did with Adam. Uh, we've got Drew, uh, Drew McLennan coming on um, and others as well. So it's going to be an awesome, fun packed few months on this uh, channel. Um, and I'm really, really excited to talk to everybody who's on this schedule and we've got other people on the schedule who I haven't actually put on the schedule yet. Um, because we're talking about dates and, and, and other bits and pieces. If you fancy coming on, if you want to be interviewed on the how to go well podcast then please do get in touch. You can drop me an email or you can, uh, send me a direct message. Direct messages are probably better on Twitter. Uh, there is also a discord channel. You can go to howtocodewell.net forward slash discord. And that that will forward you on to the discord invite. So you can uh, get invited there. Um, for those who watch my Twitch streams, uh, for those who are Patreons, um, then you can get access to the pro channels as well. So that's a pro voice chat as well as the pro chat as well. Um, I am creating a discord bot in node JS, which is turning out to be a right challenge. Um, so that's, that's fun. So we do have a discord bot, but, uh, it's kind of in a development stage. And, um, also I'm working on various different things on the, on Twitch to do with, uh, micro controllers and micro Python and, um, Uh, all of these good little chips and stuff. So we've got a a ring light, NeoPixel ring light that's flashing up. um, And I'm going to be building that um, as part of one of my courses that I'm doing, um, which is super, super fun. And also, also we have our invoice application that we're building too with PHP. So if you're watching on the YouTubes, if you're listening on the podcasts, if you're watching the Twitch streams, if you're, you know, chilling out on Twitter, send me a message. Say hello. Say say uh, that you've listened. Tell me what you think. It's uh, it's very awesome to hear from you. Uh, we are doing when the YouTube channel does hit ten thousand subscribers, which I'm hoping will be uh, fairly sh- soon, um, because I think we've got eight and a half thousand at the moment. Uh, we're going to be doing a a ask me anything and i'm going to be doing this on youtube um so if you've got questions and i've got a bunch of questions at the moment but if you've got any questions then do send me those doesn't have to be anything related to programming doesn't have to be related to web development could be anything ask me anything i'm i'm totally open for that but anyway i've taken far too much of your time i want to just say happy coding i want to say that uh, do look after each other and be kind to each other. Happy coding, everyone. And I'll see you again next time. Cheers. Bye.